you know, a lot of his, a lot of the stuff that I read with him, he was paired up with Power Man. Nick yeah, Cage. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, and I love Luke, Nick Cage. Luke Cage. Or Luke Cage. Say Nick Cage? Yeah, Nick Cage. Fuck. Luke Nick Cage is a totally right? different dude. Although Iron Fist and <laughs> Iron Fist and Nick Cage. That would be kind of awesome. That would yeah. be Nick, no, not Cage. Nick Cave. That's who we're thinking of. We're not thinking of Nick Cage. We're thinking of Nick. Well, I was thinking of Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I was thinking oh, of see, Nicholas need, Cage. See, the, yeah. the mental image I just had is of Jesus. Iron Fist and Nick Cave yeah. in concert. Oh, God. Like, that's the fucking weirdest. Okay, so I yeah. just went someplace that was totally weird. This is Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. that the Literate Ape cast is recorded for adults with adult themes and language. If you are easily offended, best to cover your ears. But then why listen to a podcast, dumbass? All right, so I've been thinking about it. All right. Um, this whole blue wave thing. Because st- it's still, the election is still a hot topic because there's two contested... Oh, it's still happening. Maine just, uh, like, as we're yeah. recording this, uh, a congressman, uh, congressman in Maine just got Democrat flipped a Republican seat. It's still happening. Right now we're at 228 to 200 in Congress, Democrats versus Republicans. Yeah. And there are at least five more seats in question. There are some governorships that are still in question. They're yep. still recounting Florida. Arizona flipped, and so now Arizona is a Democratic senator. Mm-hmm. It, it was a wave. It was a blue wave. Well, but what defines what defines a blue wave? Well, the thing is, and I think probably the question is, a, a wave would be, you know, like be the idea that it defies expectations, except okay. that we expected a blue wave. And so to say that it, it couldn't possibly defy expectations, anybody that thought we were going to flip the Senate just simply wasn't paying no, attention to the math. We lost seats in the Senate. Yeah, but actually we didn't lose as many as we thought we did, and it may actually okay. be le- far yeah. less, you know, because like the Arizona one, that's that takes right. off that tally. Right. But the thing about it is, is I think it's, it's you know, anybody that they weren't paying attention, the expectation was that what I think probably people, and I, I'll be the first to admit it, um, people were expecting more of a rebuke to Trump. Trump and Republicans had a better showing. We wanted a fucking blowout. Yeah. And because it wasn't a fucking blowout, we're disappointed. Um, there was never going to be a blowout. There was only going to be right. this blue wave. There's definitely a blue wave, but I don't change my opinion from what I said before. This blue wave simply means Democrats are now officially on the playing field because they weren't before right it doesn't mean that right. all of a sudden we're taking over the you know the liberals are taking over government it means that we're now at least in the game yeah i mean from the in the when you look at congress absolutely like yeah we we took the house great we expected that to happen um i don't think we did as well as like you're saying we didn't do as well as we and i say we as if i'm like a card-carrying we're, member of the democratic party but but, you and i yes. regardless of what issues we have with the progressive left yeah. we're, we're liberals yeah yeah we're liberals yeah um but i don't think i mean illinois had a blue wave yeah oh yeah like illinois had a blue wave which is not a good thing because illinois has been run by democrats for a long time yeah, you really don't like you don't like mike madigan i don't like at mike all. madigan yeah. i don't like illinois democrats because the state is fucked oh yeah and who's been running the state yeah the democratic party sure so 
I think that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that a bunch of Republicans would have fixed Illinois. I don't think that that's the case. But the idea that Illinois had this huge blue wave is not a good thing because, you know, they're all pals. They're all going to work together to continue fucking the state in its ass without any kind of lubrication while the state is sleeping. It's it's ugly. Makes me glad I'm moving. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, well, you're moving to a state that flipped... To blue. No, they've got a red governor. You've got a red governor, but everything else is blue. Yeah, but... Mm. Everything else is blue. We'll see how that goes. Well, you know, I mean... We'll see how that yeah, goes. Yeah, we will see how it but goes. But the other it's thing like, is... fine. You know, like, does a blue wave, did it... Does it include uh, issues? Liberal issues? Because Colorado declined to further regu- regulate fracking. Uh, California rejected a rent control law. Washington rejected a carbon tax. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are... But Florida just gave 1.4 million yep. uh, felons the right to vote yes. again. Yes, yeah, which you is know? good. So we didn't, you know, there were good things, yeah. but... It wasn't a route. Way, yes. It wasn't, right. it wasn't the, the... The thing is, for the most strident and the ones that hate Trump the most, and that's not that we don't hate Trump. I don't hate Trump. That's the thing. I don't hate Trump. Right. I think Trump, Trump's a joke. But I don't hate him any more than, you know, I mean, it's not, I don't think he's evil. I just think he's exactly who we voted in. Yeah. He's exactly who was supposed to he's, be voted I, in. Like I've, I've the, said it for years. We get the president we that, we, that we deserve and that reflects us. Yeah, yeah. And as a country. So, so that, but the, the, the folks that hate Trump, that are still bitter over Trump winning uh, improbably. Yeah. Those people wanted a flat out. Yeah. Rebuke and anybody that didn't rebuke Trump and Trumpism is a Nazi, and I and and, you know I mean and and that's and and a racist and that's not true. It's an oversimplification. It's reductive and it's not helpful to have that perspective and to to support that perspective and to put it out there simply isn't helpful. It's not doing any good. It hasn't done any good. Yeah and. It's not that I think we should all just lay down like, you know, like little daisies together and, and try to work out, you know, because you still got bitch McConnell and, you know, yeah. all those fucking assholes. Yeah. But there are sober, rational people in government, and those are the people that I trust to govern. The rabid, foaming at the mouth, zealots of ideology are not fit to govern. On either side. On either side, yeah. they're not fit to govern and they don't they don't govern i wrote a piece uh I just came out this last week about the the possible uh tea party cage match yeah and the idea that is yeah. you know that I, already go- I can't yeah it, it, it went okay, up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it went up this I, morning yeah, yeah. and 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 that, that was the thing i was sitting and thinking about it is like i remember when the tea party came to power yeah and god damn it i wanted my own tea party mm-hmm. i a motherfucker i wanted my ideologues that were intractable and uncompromising to get in there and fuck them up. Yeah. And now we have the possibility that we may have our Tea Party, which means that means on the extreme ends, I mean, it basically means government now totally reflects our country yeah. in that we have a very small percentage of the right and a very small percentage of the left pretty much screaming everybody else down. Mm-hmm. And all of the sober, rational uh, politicians in government in between can't get anything done because the two these two sides of zealotry will not back down from one another. And yeah. I I'm, I fear, uh, like I said, I, I wonder if Pelosi will become our banner. Yeah, I think I think there's a good chance that she might. But the other thing is that 
uh, we look at the governorships, there were 36 seats up. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't do as we did Dems, well, but we didn't do as well. The Democrats as we took seven seats from Republicans. Yep. But the Republicans held on to 17. Mm-hmm. I think it was 17 Something of like their that. seats. So I think that the Republican, there's still more Republican governors. Well, yeah. Than yeah. Democratic governors. Than Democratic which can affect the but, in the, census but if you look at the numbers, Nate Silver and those things, Nate mm-hmm. Silver absolutely convinced me this was a blue wave. It's historic. It's the most it's the most seats that have flipped in Congress in decades. In decades the most. So I was looking at it and there was that's why I the, think that's what Nate Silver said. It was like in decades it hadn't been. I'm gonna be loose on the numbers and I apologize for that, but I know that after Nixon was out, there was a huge like the house became all blue. Something like or that. Yeah, the, yeah, or yeah, Congress yeah. or something. I can't remember, yeah. You know, it was a rebuke against Everything that went down with Nixon. Listeners, you can find all this information out by going online and Googling it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, if you look at, if you look at what happened to Obama in uh, 2008. Yep. And well, in Clinton in 92. Yep. Clinton in 92 was all red. Um, and then or, in 94. You know, and then wave. in 94. Or was it, it 94? Yeah, 94. 94 sorry, was the 92. midterms. Yeah, 94, 94 was yeah, the midterms. Sorry. And then um, when Ob- in 2010, yeah. Obama, when the Tea Party came in, yeah, yeah it was a re- it was a red wave. Yeah, so it's, that's the way it that's, works that's most the of the time. Yeah. But this was much larger than uh, than I has think it was happened the largest in history since the Nixon something like that. Time. Yeah, like yeah. decades, like decades. Yeah. This was a big deal. Yeah. So to to, to deny yeah. you know to deny that it was a, a blue wave on some some level, um, it was a blue wave against a fairly aggressive red cliff. Okay. Yeah, I, I still don't buy the, the. It was a blue wave. I think that the that blue did well, but it, it, I guess it depends. We like, more what, what kind of wave are we talking we about? Are we talking about Lake Michigan waves? We still are we talking only about had, Pacific Ocean waves. Well, we you know? still only had. Uh, while we still only had fifty three or fifty four percent of the pop voting population vote, yeah. we still have this whole almost half the country. That simply and and I'm sorry. I understand the argument that voter suppression and, and you know and the disenfranchising people is an issue. It's not that it's not an issue, yeah. but it's not an issue that prevents 48 percent of the voting population, 47 yeah. percent. That I'm sorry. There's not that much voter suppression that 47 percent of the voting population has been turned back, mainly because there's not 47 percent of the voting population who are black. Right. It's just not, that's not realistic. Right. So we have a huge chunk of this country who simply sit out. They don't participate. Right. Okay. However, this is the most have who voted for the midterms because mm-hmm. the midterms yeah. are a snooze. Right. Nobody votes. What was it? Like, it was like 27% in the last midterms. 53% yeah. of the country voted on these midterms, which is, what the which is huge. What was the percentage of the voting... The voting per- voting population percentage. What, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for the the general election in twenty sixteen, it was fifty three percent. And what was it this time? Fifty three percent. So that's that's saying something. But that's from both sides. Well, and the, but so this, both sides it is are both fired sides, up. But the big difference is is that because you know and that's the thing is if 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 the numbers because really the numbers were the same. In that, you know, Hillary Clinton won by, you know, the popular vote by, what, six million votes? Yeah. Pretty much, if you look at these midterms, the numbers were fairly stagnant. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. 
It was a, like a 7%, you know, they, they beat Republicans in terms of popular numbers, like by 7%, which mm-hmm. is about 6 million. Yeah. And so ultimately, this was a re, this, I mean, this was a recap of the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. And this time, because there was an electoral college yeah. situation, we got some seats, we got, we gained some ground. But again, blue wave or not, we're now we did good. The Democrats are now at we're least in a better position. We're yes, at least yeah. we, we at least have some chess pieces to play with because before we were sitting with our thumbs in our asses, going "What the fuck?" At See, least what now we've got of, some control. What I'm they're afraid gonna fuck of it up. They're is gonna that they don't know up. how to play chess. So, well, they're gonna fuck it up. You know, we've got the chessboard set up, but like we're playing fuck. I think you said this either in a piece or yeah, we're playing here, checkers but, and they're and playing yeah. chess. They're they're long gamers and we're playing the short card. Yeah, and it's not. I I, I, I don't. Still, I'm a you know, I hate to be a, a defeatist so early in the game, but I, I just, I've got this this terrible gut feeling that we're going to blow it all in 2020. I'm telling you, but you know, I, it, I think, and this is the thing, and it I mean, does... A lot can happen in two it, years. It, but, and I have to admit, this makes me, you know, I haven't been angry um, about politics for a while. Um, I know Eric is very angry about yeah. politics, and that's good because I used to be that guy. Yeah. It just I haven't got the fucking patience for it anymore, um, and I don't think it works. However, the closest I've come to angry lately has been how they're treating Pelosi because she's a goddamn good legislator. She is an excellent Speaker of the House. She always has been. Hmm. And, they're, okay. and we all are buying into... We're buying into the bullshit that the that the that the right wing sort of propaganda machine has played. It, they did the same thing to Hillary Clinton, and we bought into it. Yeah. The thing it's because she's an old lady, and I really find that offensive. Because I'm telling you, if Nancy Pelosi were a white dude, we would not be having this conversation about, oh, can Nancy Pelosi? We're gonna we're not gonna vote for fuck you. She's a badass. I, I mean, I. You I'm the a, Democrats aren't going to vote for her to be speaker. No, they're going to. She's got the votes. She has to have 218. Yeah. yeah. There, there were a number of, as I wrote, there were a number of new freshmen and uh, and and incumbents that were in Republican sort of Republican areas that flipped those seats. Mm-hmm. That part of their declaration was that they would not vote for Nancy Pelosi because the the, the right wing has so demonized her. Yeah. That. That, you know that these red state voters don't want they 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 don't mind and it makes me irritated it really pisses me off on some levels it's like those these people in these red states have bought they bought into the fact that Hillary Clinton was evil mm-hmm. she was no more evil than she was before she's a criminal no, I mean she's she's yeah. a, nah, not even no. a criminal she's a crooked politician she will go she will do she's cutthroat let's give her that he, Pelosi is, is not that Pelosi's a fucking badass I and I've say always this about thought Pelosi. so I've I spent a lot of time not liking Pelosi, mostly during Obama's Obama's time, because I felt Pelosi was really partisan and would blame the Republicans for a lot of things and would not play nicely. You got you to look well at how she, her you got to look at how she plays the game. She got away with that during Obama because Obama placated, and that was yeah. his job. He yeah. was a community organizer, and we needed, on some level, we needed a pit bull. Yeah, and yeah. that is not, if you look at her, if you look at her legislative career. She's not a pit bull. She's a great bipartisan person. She really knows how to work across the aisle. But in the Obama administration, she was faced with an obstructionist Republican 
uh, minority initially. Yeah. I mean, when he came in office, he had the he had the whole fucking thing. Yeah. He had the whole deal, and she was fighting against this obstructionist minority. And Obama wanted to play nice, which you know that was yeah. his style. So we needed a pit bull. So she stepped the fuck up. But I think that's where she failed because we lost a shit ton. <clears throat> And, and yeah, we know yeah. this, that the midterms yeah, yeah. always, yeah. well, not always, but, but mostly mostly yeah. will turn against whoever's in the White House, whatever, whether it's, you know, Democrat or Republican, it'll go the opposite. Um, I've come to like Pelosi because she's been a little more I, quiet. I fucking love her. I think she's a badass. I think part of the reason that a lot of people don't like Pelosi is that it's it's the, who she represents. She represents a very liberal mm-hmm. part of San Francisco, very gay, very, God damn you know, right. And that bugs people. You know, people have said that, well, Nancy Pelosi doesn't represent the country because the country is not a bunch of homos running around. You know, I think yeah, that that's well, part you know, of it. And, and, and guess okay, what? Fine. Those people, I don't, those people that say that. I mean, yeah. You know, guess what? It's whatever. the 21st yeah. century, yeah. not 1956. No, I, I agree. It's just not. My mother told me when I was a little kid, when you dress the part, you act the part. For example. Okay. When we would get dressed up for Shabbat services on Friday night, and we'd go to temple, yeah. and we'd, we'd have our tie on and our blazers, you know, our little suits, we, I would feel different than when I was wearing, you know, a fucking sweatshirt. Like you're in around. a cage. No, just that, like, <laughs> well, you feel like you're in a cage. That's I felt my like I was in, yeah. I felt like I was my dad and my grandfather, you know? Like okay, I was, you felt important. You felt like you were... Like I had some kind of responsibility. Stretch or stuff. Some, yeah. Okay. Uh... So I would usually act a little bit better. Okay. You know, I wouldn't. I may not run my mouth off as much. That's um, some more I shit. might sit a little more still. This all changed as I got older. I was like, "Fuck it, wear a tie and jacket because you can get away with more." Yeah, yeah. Like you could set the fucking bar on fire. Yeah. And then walk out, and the cops are like, "What the fuck just happened?" You're like, and I said, "Let's well, also because you're white." And they're like, well, look at your suit. You can like, be a, yeah, it's yeah, tailored. You can be a black huh, guy wearing a tailored suit, and right. they're still going to fucking shoot you in the back of the head because right. that's just how it works. So there are times when you work from home. Oh, yeah. When you're going to be at home, when you know you're going to be at home all day, you don't have any meetings, you don't have to go anywhere, you're just, you, but you've got shit to do, professional things to churn out. Yep. Do you get dressed? Do you get up and shower, comb your hair? Yes. Get dressed? Shoes. My rule, my rule of thumb is it doesn't matter what I wear. But if I'm not wearing shoes, okay. I'm not fucking doing work. So what is it about the shoes that make you it act? Is, it is just part of my, it's like if I'm wearing shoes, I have the potential of leaving the house mm-hmm. and doing something. Um, it feels like I'm ready to do work. Um, if I'm just wearing my Ugg slippers or just walking around, I mean, I could be wearing, I could be wearing a suit of clothes. If I don't have shoes on, I'm not getting anything work done. I'm just not. Okay. So yeah, I, I go and I work out and then I shower and I put the full deal on, whatever I'm going to wear for that day. Yeah. Because Katie will work from home and she will just throw on like, barely throw on yeah, some pants do, yeah, and a sweatshirt and they're like, but I have to get up. I've got to fucking put my, mm-hmm. I don't always put my contacts in, but I'll comb my hair. Yeah. I'm, I I'll take a shower. Put, yeah. It drives Danny crazy because she will, she'll take a shower once every three days. Okay. That's just that, that, you know, it's like, that's how she does. She does, you know, it's not like she stinks. Sometimes she gets a little stinky, she takes showers, whatever. Katie will take a shower, but she'll she'll just rinse. She goes, I just rinsed off. That's she'll a, just stand there for 20 fucking exactly minutes. That is exactly what Danny does. Like, you're there. Fucking get some soap. Yeah, do no, something. You she and I, just, see, here's where, shit. see, because that's things we, you and Dana are so similar and Katie and I are so similar. So we finally found a way that you and I are similar yeah. and they're similar. Because, yeah, she'll just, she just like, oh, I'm just going to rinse off. And I'm like, 
she'll, she'll start complaining about how heavy her hair is getting. And it's like, well, when's the last time you washed it? She goes, with, with shampoo? Yeah. Yeah, wash it. Yeah, with fucking shampoo. Not get it wet. Yeah, it's you wash the fucking thing. There's a difference between getting it wet and washing it. If there, you go outside in the rain and it gets wet, that ain't that's washing. not washing that's it. That's not washing it. I yeah. got to take a shower every single day. Every day. And that's the one thing where, like, you and I are just yep. OCD enough. Like, I have, if I'm not, if I haven't taken a shower, just, I'm just gonna fucking lay around like a slobby piece of shit yeah. and feel bad about myself. Right. All day. I can get up and I can, like, on a, on a weekend, I can get up and I can not shower and I can be productive and like yeah. get outside and do shit. But if I, most of the time, on weekends, eight out of ten times. First thing I'll do is I'll get up. I might fuck around a bit, you know, yeah, watch yeah, TV, make some read, breakfast, read whatever, some news, you know, sure. yeah. But then take a shower. I might not comb my hair. I probably won't shave. Dude, I, I might put on the same underwear I wore yesterday. I do. No. But I have to shower. Oh, I can't even wear the same underwear. I got to wear clean underwear. I mean, there, there's a well, thing. Well, it depends on how long I wore. If I showered it, like, if it's a Friday night. Yeah. And I shower before I go out. No, no. Let's just say. Nope. And I put on underwear and I wear it for, you know, that three hours. It. Nope. If I sleep on it, I, I might gotta use shower. that again. Yeah. Yeah. If I get if I sleep on it, I gotta take a shower in the morning. I okay. just, it's yeah, just no. I I mean I but I get it. Know, it's rare it, that that happens, and I get it. But but that yeah that is that is absolutely so. One of the things I think so. All right. So because part of my question is like all right, perception is reality. I don't think it's any secret that I see most of the identities that people claim as mm-hmm. just being costumes. They're just a thing we lay upon sure. each other. I mean, you know, yeah. granted. Granted, you're black, but black culture and being black are not the same thing. Black culture and being black are not the same thing. For example, okay, um, slang terms, uh-huh. the Ebonics way of speaking. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's like it's 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 like you know Kevin Koval. No, Kevin Koval's a white Jew from Schomburg. Those are hard to find. Who runs? Yes, who runs the Young Chicago Authors? He's mm-hmm. the artistic director. He's a good friend of mine. I li- I love Kevin. Um, but what, and he's a poet. But one of the things I always thought was interesting is if he's in a room full of adults that are white, he talks like a Jew from Schomburg. <laughs> as soon as a young black woman or man is in the room, he starts talking dope. He starts, and he just does, and it's natural. It's it used. I used to think he was putting it on. Yeah, he's not putting it on. It's just how it's. It's just that. As soon as he's confronted with. Black youth, yeah, he starts talking like, and he and he does the dope, and everything's fresh, and everything's dope, and he doesn't do that when he's talking with a bunch of white people. I've and I've seen it happen. Does he distinctly. only meet with young black youth, young black youth, with black youth in the 1990s with the fresh well, and the dope and the? I mean, I mean, that's sort of my version of it, but that's basically what it does. He does you sound sing. like an old fucking white guy. Well, yeah, right well, he doesn't. He, you know, but it's very interesting <laughs> to me. With their dope and they're fresh and they're well, no, he. I mean, that's how I. Look. That's and, how I look. He actually speaks the lingo pretty clearly but the thing about it is what I've always believed is that culture and when I use the the term black culture black skin is one thing but black culture uh, the way you dress the kind of foods you eat Mm -hmm. the, uh, the the language that you use to describe things the stories that you tell that is a costume that you put on it is a put upon it is not endemic you can change it if you can change it it's a costume you know if you can yeah that's well, what because we have well, that's what there's code white switching people is. that do the same thing yeah that's what code switching yeah. is is yeah. i'm going to speak a certain way to my people in a different way if you can code switch then it's a costume it's a thing you place upon yourself you choose and it's not i'm not saying it's not important yeah but you choose to place that costume on in certain contexts yeah. so the question becomes is 
You know, one of the things I know, I know that. So you're the, saying like Barack Obama's black, but because he wears mom dad jeans, whatever the fuck it is, that's not black culture. Yeah, the, the way okay. the way yeah exactly Barack Obama Michelle Obama the way they carry themselves the way they they dress this is bordering on race I don't I, well, I don't think it's racist it's I'm simply racist, saying yeah. no it is is that they they are not adopting what we commonly refer to as black culture yeah it doesn't or mean urban, not, it doesn't mean that they're not mm-hmm. black yeah it means that they're not adopting a very specific type of black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not to say that there's not a Jamaican black culture and there's not an right. African-American black culture and there's not an, an African proper. It's Lisa Turtle. Yeah, that's exactly what Should it is. Say by the bell. Yes, it's exactly like what it she's is. She's the only black person in that world. And I won't. Well, except is, for the nerd, except I, for that one black nerd. Yeah, I won't, yeah, I like won't say that it's, and that's the thing is I don't think it's about adopting white culture. I think it's about adopting dominant culture, which is different. Okay. You know, it's like everybody's like, oh, well, you know, it's like Samantha Irby. You know Samantha. Yeah, sure. Samantha Irby yeah. comes. She's a, a, a black dyke from Evanston. Mm-hmm. And if you hear her talk, she sounds like a white girl. Yeah. It's not that she's trying to sound like a white girl or that she's adopted white. She adopted the dominant culture from where she was. Accents and culture come from the same place. That's what I'm saying. Exposure and to where you are. Exposure. And dominance is not about white or black. Yeah. Dominance is about how many, the, 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 the preponderance of people in that particular neighborhood or that region. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not, yeah, this isn't about a racial thing. It could be racial, but it's like, okay, so if if I see a woman and she's wearing a, a very, like a serious starched collar all the way up to her chin, you know, <laughs> neck, and she's wearing a dress that goes all the way down to her ankles. You can't see any skin. Mm, that's and her, hot. And her sleeves are all the way long. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Okay, so I've got that. So I have an impression of her, mm-hmm. right? Does that mean that's who she is? Or does that mean that's how she's dressed? And how I treat her based on how she's dressed changes based on what she wears. So if I see the same girl then right. wearing a fucking tube top and she's got all kinds of tattoos and you know all of a sudden she's wearing serious gothy makeup and a mini skirt and fishnet Scott. I'm going to treat her not because I'm a dick or a misogynist or what. I'm going to treat her differently because I see her different. The perception of her is yeah. now very different. Well, because now you can talk to her about things. You can talk to her about tattoos. That's well, a cool tattoo. I've well, got I mean, a tattoo but I can talk, you know, talk to her about the stiff coffee. Maybe can, about music. I can, I can maybe, t- but if she's wearing... Like, there are assumptions that we make. So yeah. my question is, how yeah. much do these, do these uniforms that we wear... Yeah determine a how we behave and b how we're treated because how we behave becomes a reflection of how we're treated well it it's both because i mean for how we behave is up to the individual like i said if Mm -hmm. i was when i was a kid and i was wearing my friday night best not sundays my friday's best because jews do on the friday night um because jews don't like having fun on the weekends hence shabbat can't go out on Friday or Saturday. Can't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would act differently. But people, the way people perceive you, if they see a nice young man in a suit, you know, they're gonna look. Oh, that's a nice young man in a suit. Look at that. What a nice young man. But if I'm there with my, you know, fuck Jesus T-shirt and my ripped jeans, are gonna go. Oh, ooh, not such a nice young man. I could be acting the exact same way. I could help an old lady cross the street. Yeah. 
if she let me in my fuck you Jesus t-shirt, which I doubt she would because I look like a fucking She's clipboard. old. She can't see. <laughs> all she old can't people read. are blind. She can't see. They all yeah. have cataracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all they yeah. can't see. So I think that it's it's both, but it, you know, one is you can control because you could put on a suit uh-huh. and you could act like the same, you know, vicious mother. I mean, gee, what is the um, American Psycho? Look at him. Yeah. He's a fucking well dressed, but he's a fucking murderer. Yeah, yeah. So do men in suits? Are they all murderers? Or is he or a is murderer? He... We saw him. He's a fucking murderer. There is an argument to be made that that's all in his head. All right, that's a totally different topic for a different time, uh-huh, and yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, but but yes, yeah. you know. So again, like I've acted like a complete. I've acted like a dick bag in ripped jeans and a hoodie sweatshirt that's on fire with underpants that say, I fucked your mom in her ass with your dad's broken dick. Do you have those underpants? Yeah. You know, wow. I'll I, get them. Christmas is coming. All right. I want, I want a pair of those. I could act like that in a fully fucking pressed, uh, tailored tuxedo, and I would get away with more. I'd be given more birth, a wider now, birth. Now, my question, is it because you're white, or it's because of what you're wearing, or both? I don't know, because I am white. I don't know. I don't know if if it would if I would be treated differently if I were black or or Arab or Indian or Asian. Or, well, you probably it depends. I mean, actually, I mean, probably. It depends. Hey, quite frankly, it depends on where you go and where you who you're talking to. If I were if a black wearing, guy in a tuxedo acting like an asshole, they'd probably go. Well, look at Sammy Davis Jr. over there, thinking that he's fucking. Funny. Well, it depends on who. If you're in the if you're in the hood, if you go to the south side of Chicago where it is predominantly black, and you're wearing a tuxedo. They might call you flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Or Steve Harvey. Or Steve Harvey. But if you come up Who's to... Who's also a dick. But if you're a black guy in a, in a, in a tuxedo and you go to Evanston, which is predominantly like, white... Oh, I like him. Who He's knows? He's one of the safe ones. Well, you know, and this... you know, And yeah. so uh, I, it's something I've been very interested in pretty much most of my adult life is, is how... And a part of this happened when I lost the 80 pounds. Only 80? Yeah, that's all I lost was 80 pounds. That's a lot of fucking weight, dude. It is, but it looked like you could have lost a bit more. You look great, but I'm just saying from the pictures I saw before. Yeah. Look like you had 80 pounds hanging from your chin. Well, I lost 80 pounds, and I went down to 185. I wasn't. I didn't weigh 300. Fuck, I weighed 265. I'm just saying that's what you looked like. Oh no, I was big. So perception is exactly the difference between how people treated me. Like, it's like the nicest even in a you're Starbucks. a fat ass compliment yeah. river. In in a Starbucks, when I was a big fat ass in a Starbucks, how I was treated versus when I lost that eighty pounds, it was night and fucking day. Oh yeah. The way I was treated by people was completely different. Sure. You know, and what was interesting was that when I lost the eighty pounds, I still had the personality of a big loud fat guy. Yeah. And that didn't jive. Mm-hmm. So it suddenly caused a dissonance for people. They couldn't quite who the fuck are you? You are you, are you a big fat guy, asshole? I yeah. don't know what you know. And so it's all this sort of bizarre you know, how people that's perceive. That's part you. of the reason why, you know, some comedians, um, Paul F. Tompkins, uh, yep. what's his shit, um, John Mulaney. Yeah, they wear suits. Mulaney's earlier stuff, he wasn't wearing suits. No, no, he wore t-shirts. He was wearing t-shirts yeah. and jeans. Yeah. Wearing that suit gives him this freedom where he can uh. say weirder shit. Yeah, or be more. But it's we forgive him a little bit. Andrew Dice Clay, if he got up today, yeah, dressed in a, and not ironic, like a, a yeah, like yeah, a normal, like a not real. like a super flashy suit, but yeah. just like a normal, like just a suit, black suit, yeah, black tie, whatever, yeah. 
and did the exact same bits. It, he was doing an 88. It wouldn't feel right. It would be like, you know what? Maybe it's not so bad. Or maybe we'd realize it was way worse than we thought. Wait. I mean, the only disappointment and the only thing that makes actually makes me sad um, about Stan Lee's death has nothing to do with me and has everything to do with Stan Lee is that he did not live to see a decent Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> that's a good that's the one I don't think any of us are going to live to see a decent I Fantastic God, Four I really movie. hope we do because that's that was always my favorite comic that was always I, my favorite family why is it so family. hard for them to get it right they it's keep trying to make it funny they don't understand that the, I mean, the thing about it is quite frankly and, and I've said this before the best Fantastic Four movie is The Incredibles Right. Because that's what it is, yeah. you know? I mean, and, and that makes sense. But I want to see Mr. Fantastic. I want him to handle the thing well. Yeah. You know, the I mean, Fantastic I, Four, it's it's dark. And no, it's, it's sad. very They're, dark and sad. I mean, for yeah. fuck's sake, like, I don't want to make it, like, add too much, you know, you know, feminist, uh, put too much of feminism on it, but they make a person invisible. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it's a woman. And I don't know if there was something, if you know, because Stan Lee was really smart about building his characters based on the world that the we lived in The political world time. we lived in, yeah. So yeah. there probably was something to that. And there's this great cameo that he makes in the movie Mallrats, the uh, yeah. Kevin yes. Smith movie, where it's a great movie. he's talking about creating the characters. And he's like, you know, Dr. Doom was, you know, I created him because of... I was I hated myself and I felt ugly and I had to cover my scarred face or, you yeah. know, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And the Hulk, I was this rage monster and da, 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 da. So, you know, it was used for comedic purposes, but, but there's but some truth there's to that. There's some truth to that. Yeah, and it makes sense. We all know this. X-Men is very, it's, you know, Professor X, X is Martin is, Luther King. Exactly. And Magneto is Malcolm X. And it's it's a civil rights story. Yeah. It's why I like the fact that, that Marvel is finally coming, like Miles Morales is now the, the, yeah. the you know, the, the person of color Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. I love that because that's the thing Stan Lee was doing yeah. in the 60s. Yep. He was doing that then, so it makes complete and utter sense that we have a Muslim uh, uh, Captain Marvel. Yep. You know what I mean? It makes yep. sense because that's what he was doing in the 60s. Why shouldn't we be doing that right. 50 fucking years later, 60 right. years later, you know? It's like, you know, Jack Kirby was there with Stanley yeah. in the very beginning. You know, Jack and, Kirby and Ditko, was, yeah. was, the, was the artist, you mm -hmm. know, that created Thor and mm -hmm. Hulk and I don't think Spider-Man, but... The Avengers, yeah, yeah, you know, the, in, yeah, in short, the whole know, crowd. Um, you know, and, and Kirby was dead before. Yeah, I I knew who Kirby was or could appreciate. You know, I was too young, and actually, I don't even remember what year he died exactly. I don't but either. it was before it mattered. So I think the best to me, the best artist for the Fantastic Four was John Byrne. God damn, I loved his drawing. His his artistry yeah. was oh he, yeah, Byrne yeah. That Byrne was just yeah. He just had a way of 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 drawing them that was just visceral and excellent. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. But yeah, I mean the fan. And then we're kind of going all over the place. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. there's so much to peck in because you and I are both it's, such fans. I learned to read. This is the thing. Yeah. I've been waiting. That's one of the things I told Dana when the <laughs> Avengers came out. I, I had been waiting since I was fucking 10 years old mm -hmm. for the Avengers movie. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how... The thing about it is, and that's one of the things, you know, we've, we've, we've gone over my poor, poverty-stricken beginnings. Well, one of the things that my mom did... Day old shoes. Yeah. My mom... <laughs> nailed shoes. You said it. I did. Um, my mom bought me comic books mm -hmm. um, because we, you know, you know, I, I had the records and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was comic books that really got me reading. Yeah. So I learned to actually read before school, before I started doing like public school, because I had comic books. Mm -hmm. So 
this stuff is really embedded in my DNA. Yeah. The way I look at the world, the way I process things. So I love this stuff. So mm-hmm. when the Avengers movie came out, I, I, I mean, I was fucking over the moon because I had been waiting for my whole entire adult life yeah. for Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, to fucking get up there and do his shit, you yeah. know, and Thor and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, it yeah. Was, yeah, it was a big deal. And, and that's Stan Lee's creation. I remember is the, the comic books are a great way to, to get a kid to read. Yeah. Because... I remember being, I, I don't remember how old I was, but asking my dad to read my comic books for me. So, and these were like the, and I still have them, the public service announcement comic books. Yeah. It yeah. was like Spider-Man's there talking about staying in school or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, saying no to strangers or, yeah. you know, Superman whatever. Superman doing his thing. Yeah. Sure, sure. And that was a lot of what I had at first. And I had I had a lot of Superman. Yeah. Um, but I remember my dad... Tr- asking my dad to read them to me and he wasn't good at reading comic books to me and that's not a dig against my dad no it's just if you don't read reading them, comic books to somebody else it's a theater. really hard thing to it's do it's like theater yeah. you've got to read the narration you've got to read see the photos or the photos the, 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 illustrations. the illustrations it's like reading a movie yeah yeah and you get into it because like if you watch a movie with subtitles I feel that I like if I watch a foreign film with subtitles I'm getting more out of that film I can and see I am that. if I'm just like sitting back watching a movie happen because you're like you have to. Well, it depends read on the movie. It, look at I the just, thing, and you know. Yeah, it depends on the movie because you know some some filmmakers are are strictly visual artists. Yeah. Yeah. And some filmmakers are interpreters of the written page. It just depends on which kind of film you get. But there are times when I'll I'll be reading a comic book and I'll have to go back and be like I missed some of the art. Yeah. I need to go back and look at the look art. At the again, art. Or I need yeah. or I need to go back and look at the words again because I've. And that's what's so cool about it, because then you catch different things. Yep. And my first, like, big superhero crush, well, f- well the first one was Superman. Sure. Um, there's plenty of pictures of me and my little Superman. I had the underpants uh, with the yellow waistband mm-hmm. and a blue, you know, the blue T-shirt. And my mom, after my bath each night, she would comb my hair like Superman and do the curl for me. There you go. All right. And I would be I really picky that. if the curl wasn't they, right. They had the I'm right like, curl. You know, yeah, have the right curl. You know, a perfectionist asshole, even at age four. <laughs> um, but the Hulk was was the thing I fell in love with first. I love the Hulk, and I had a Hulk watch. So, is the, so would you say the Hulk is your favorite Marvel character? I, it's I don't know that the I, I, no. What I would what I would say about the Hulk because I didn't read a ton of Hulk. Okay, fair. That's fair. I did fair not enough. read a ton of Hulk because when I started reading comic books at that time, Hulk didn't appeal to me as much. Well, he as was the a comp- He wasn't so. He was so gray area. I mean, even gray Hulk. Yeah. But <laughs> he was this gray area because he was he was a monster. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't really say he was like a, a hero. I mean, he did right. heroic things, but there was a lot of like sort of like real mushiness in terms of the morality of those stories. So yeah, as a kid, they weren't as appealing. Well, and I think that by the time that I, because I really like really dove into comic books when I was like 12, 13, 14. And by that time, um, Hulk, so real quickly, when I was a little kid, um, I would Hulk out. You know, I I remember watching the TV show, you know, Lou Ferrigno and uh, Bill Bixby. uh, Bill Bixby. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd go to my grandparents' house, and I had this little motorcycle thing that I'd ride on. I would take the motorcycle in their kitchen. I would throw it against the washing machine, and ah, and I would Hulk out. And I've sure. got a picture of it hanging up in, in my so house. And, but so by the time that I started 
like really, you know, spending my allowance money on comic books, I was still into the anti-heroes, kind of like Hulk is. Mm-hmm. I fucking ate the Punisher up. Okay, you like the Punisher. Um, Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. You know, these these bad guys. Well, the thing that is, were, I thought about know. I thought about the the idea of what what my favorite Marvel character was mm-hmm. and and while I would I would I would love to say it was the Hulk because I do love the Hulk. Yeah. I love it. I I have a He's great your hit. spirit animal. I yeah, I have a, a lot of like uh, connection with sort of the 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 trials and errors of Bruce Banner. And, um, and real quickly, I mean, I, I do too. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. But, it's like, I want to do good and I will rage out. Yeah, but it's Wolverine. It, I had, I thought about this when we were talking about it. It, it, it is absolutely Wolverine. Wolverine and not is a Stan my Lee, favorite. Not a Stan Lee creation. No, it's not. But from Marvel. Couldn't have happened yeah, without Marvel. if Stan Lee had He created right. the X-Men, but I've always been a fan of Wolverine because Wolverine mm-hmm. was tortured. Mm-hmm. He was closed off. Uh-huh. He was angry. Yep. And he had fucking adamantium claws yeah. that could cut through anything. And I kind of really respected all of those qualities and uh, exemplified them in many ways and, of my life. And all of and the, stubby cigars, right, the cigars, and bub, right? Bub, and it, you know, I'm just like that shit. I've got. I, yeah. I think that I have the first Wolverine, like Wolverine number one. Okay. I think I have that at home, um, or at least it's it's early. Mm-hmm. I've got an early, you know, when, when yeah. he was doing his own. Um, Solo book. Um, but yeah, I remember being, yeah, like eight, nine years old. And it was seeing, a samurai. Yeah, like what the, and all the, he had all these women, like he was tortured with love, like love yeah, worked he, out for him. And all the women were gorgeous. Well, yeah. I mean, all the women in comic books but, are yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're, they're good totally real. unrealistic, but yeah. whatever, yeah. Um, and I just, I love like the healing factor part I of it. I love that idea, yeah. And I loved Sabretooth and that art. Yeah. And of course, you know, Wolverine's first appearance was fighting Hulk. That is correct. You know. That is correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's just something about that. So you're so you're we're on the same page as Wolverine. Very much. So yeah. who's your least like the the worst character and why? who's the worst superhero, Marvel superhero character you can think of? So for a long time I didn't like Captain America. Okay, I understand because I just he's like well, he's a, like Superman. Yeah, he's like a goody he's a good, goody. Yeah, he's you know, a boy eh, scout. Right. He's but a boy scout. I've I've come I, around at Captain America. Chris Evans, the thing about it is... I, I think was Chris a, Evans turned me. I think the ultimate, ultimate Avengers... Yeah. Ultimate Avengers, yeah. which, if you don't know, Ultimate Avengers is the is the series that ultimately created the movie Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, they decided Nick Fury was Sam Jackson. Yeah. In the comic book, long before they made the movie. Yeah. They actually drew Sam Jackson as mm-hmm. Nick Fury and that kind of thing. So, but I think Chris Evans and the, 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 the cinematic Marvel Universe... Really made Captain America far cooler than I ever remembered well, when I, I was a I was, kid. I've never been that patriotic. Yeah, in that yeah, way, yeah. You know, so I think that was part of the reason that Captain America yeah. didn't appeal to me. But Captain America's a fucking mm-hmm. badass. He rocks, and he's got his own. He's tortured in his own. I mean, all the Marvel characters are tortured in their own way. Well, that was that was the genius of Stan Lee. Right. He didn't. He didn't make them gods. They weren't Superman. He made them humans. Yeah. And with with powers, mm-hmm. he made them humans that had to that had to struggle with. These godlike powers, but still be human, and that's what makes them so interesting. That's why Spider Man is so Thor, fucking great. Thor is a god, but um, yeah, okay, well, yeah, 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 an yeah. alien god. Yeah, however yeah. you want to play that game. Yeah, alien god. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I, I was gonna say. So you asked me who my least favorite is. Yeah, least favorite. <clears throat> I don't know. I, well, okay. Let me just say this. I, Spider Man. For a long time, I got annoyed reading Spider Man comics. Wow. 
because he's always thinking and there was just so much to fucking read. Oh, I love that, that I shit. just wanted to... Okay. Now it, I do, but like as yeah, a kid, the kid it was, that was like, too much. dude, it was too shut much. up. Let's yeah. just fight and quit swinging around talking the whole yeah, yeah, thinking, makes, you know, yeah, whatever. Always, yeah, he was a scientist. That was his superpower. But, his superpower wasn't the spider stuff. His superpower was his brain. Yeah. That he was a genius. And his ability to use his powers through science. That's you know, exactly physics that's, and everything that's else. That's why I didn't, that's the one thing I didn't like about the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man was that it was like this organic spooge that came out of his fucking arm. I didn't like that I either. much I much preferred the fact that he had web shooters. Yeah. And when he, he runs out created of web fluid, them. he's He's fucked. fucked. Yeah. He created them. Yeah. I loved that. That was And that's cool. part of the reason that I don't like the Spider-Man suit that he's already been given you know the iron oh, man I know. You, they jumped they jumped the iron the iron spider yeah yeah, yeah. I, um, I, but i like the iron spider i think it's cool because it's i like it. i just because it really yeah. because they for the movies they said okay we're really gonna tony stark this up because of the cinematic universe iron man's not in the in the marvel comics universe iron man's not a big fucking deal no he's really not he yeah. is a third rate character but because he started the cinematic universe He's the fucking, he is the yeah. Superman of, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a, or Batman or whatever. He's the big Well, deal. and that's because they were building toward the Avengers. So and Iron Man is your least favorite? I, because I know my least I mean, I, 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 if, if I. Come on. Fuck, man. I, I maybe, I, the, the one name that just keeps popping into my head is Iron Fist. Now, do you dislike Iron Fist because of the Marvel no. Netflix no. or because you just didn't like Iron Fist? I think because I just felt like Iron Fist was kind of a weirdo. Um, and when you, comp- you know, a lot of his, a lot of the stuff that I read with him, he was paired up with Power Man. Nick yeah, Cage. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, and I love Luke, Nick Cage. Luke Cage. Or Luke Cage. Say Nick Cage? Yeah, Nick Cage. Fuck. Nick Cage is a totally <laughs> right. different dude. Although Iron Fist, <laughs> and, Iron Fist and Nick Cage. That would be kind of awesome. That would be yeah. Nick. No, not Cage. Nick Cave. That's who we're thinking of. We're not thinking of Nick Cage. We're thinking of Nick... Well, I was thinking of Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage? Yeah, I was thinking oh, of see, Nicholas need, Cage. See, the, yeah. the mental image I just had is of Jesus. Iron Fist and Nick Cave yeah. in concert. Oh, God. Like, that's the fucking weirdest... Okay, so I just yeah. went someplace that was totally weird. Um, yeah, that, that is But totally it could weird, happen. Sure it could. There's a thousand different Nick worlds Cave is in the cool Marvel shit, Universe. Man. That, yeah. He's cool as shit. He's got superpowers. I wonder what it would be, but yeah. But, you know... Um, Iron Fist and Luke Cage yes. were a team. Yep. And Sabretooth Heroes was one hire. of their bad guys. Was yeah, one of their bad villains. guys. And yeah. because I was such a fan of Sabretooth. Got it. Uh, you know, and and Luke Cage was such a fucking badass mm-hmm. and Iron Fist was just kind of like a I don't know. Yeah. It's just like like what? His one hand is powerful but okay, not so the you other. Didn't like, yeah, all right. You know. So mine is my least favorite and this is in the entire Marvel universe. I mean, I could go deeper. I could talk about magic, you know, no, I could no, no. go, you know, To way me deep. this and this was Feral, a premiere. You know. This was a premiere. She had a, a serious comic release. It was quite popular mm-hmm. in its day. Dumbest she was an X-Men. Dumbest mutant power. Oh, I think I know where ever. you're going. Dazzler. Dazzler, yeah. her power was she was a pop star. She was basically Miley Cyrus. She was a pop star who could turn the sound uh-huh. into light. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. 
This is the stupidest fucking thing I ever heard of. She came out at the same time as the giant X-Men with yeah, Wolverine and, and like, Colossus. This, and, you know, yeah. what a bunch of shit. It, just, it, it was just like, ah. And it wasn't even like laser light. It's not like she could store the sound up and then like burn something with it. Right. It was just fucking a distraction. light. That's all she was. Yeah, she it was, was like a flash bomb. Yeah, she, it's like, I, and yeah, I thought, she And, you know, to the point of you know, Marvel, shit I ever heard Marvel of. creating characters and building worlds based on what we were living in, the, yeah. in our social, you know, socio-political times, she was a disco, a she was, disco star. She it was, was the, Miley Cyrus. She was fucking yeah. Hannah Montana with superpowers. And then, I don't know when they, ever. is she dead? I don't know when they wrote her out. I don't care they, and I don't know. But then there's Jubilee, uh, who was from the, the animated series the animated in the 90s, series, yeah, the which is basically Dazzler's powers. Thing, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a good one. I yeah, I, I thought about that, and it didn't take me very long to think of it. Because there are a lot of really lame characters, but of all of them, she was the least interesting. Because I thought, all I could think of is, I remember reading it when I was a kid. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why it sticks out in my mind. Yeah. Because, you know, the thing about it is, when you're a kid and you're, and you're a boy, all the Marvel chicks have great big tits and yeah. wear very little clothing. Which I can say in the lens Psylocke! Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the lens of 2018, it's like, eh, right. okay, that's a little shitty. Yeah. However... I didn't know that then. Right. And then it was, oh, look, here's a titty chick um, <laughs> in this whole, and she's got a magazine. I want to buy that magazine. Yeah. And I read, I think I probably read four or five of them before I went, she's stupid. Like, even dumber what than What a dumb Squirrel power. Girl. Yeah. Squirrel, Squirrel Girl had better cool, powers yeah. than she did. Yeah. Dumb powers. Yeah. Lame. You know what? My, my least favorite character, who I've, I've never liked. All right. Cyclops, Scott Summers. From See, the I love Cyclops. Now, let me just say this: Cyclops. He fucked him a frost. He's got dude, right? And Jean Grey. And Jean Grey, dude, uh, rock on. Cyclops has a badass power. Yeah, he is fucking powerful. Um, he's a he, just physically. I mean, he's, he's strong, he's, and he, I mean, he's and he's righteous. Yes, you know. Um. And I like that his power can't be controlled. That adds a yeah, level of, yeah. you know. He's got to have the little. Cy- yeah, Cyclops. But he just, he's always bugged me because he was always like a teacher's pet. Well, he's just, and he's got a stick up his ass. about things. Well, that yeah. was the thing. He wasn't, he wasn't a likable guy. Right. But he was the boss. He and was, is, he was yeah. a right-hand man yeah. of Professor X. I loved Cyclops because he was the overachiever. Yeah, and that's why I didn't like him because he was, he was. Because I was an overachiever, so I got it. Yes, I was not. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. So my first is a watch. Okay. Uh, watch the Goldbergs on oh, ABC. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. This show is fantastic. So it stars Wendy McClendon Covey, or Covey. I'm not sure how to say the last. But um, she's the blonde chick from Reno 911 who had her boobs out the whole yeah. time. Um, and she was in Bridesmaids. She's hilarious. She's very funny. She's um, very funny. Jeff Garland. Yeah. Um, and He's actually an asshole in person. I've heard that, yeah. I've, I think I've from, met him. From you yeah, and from maybe. several people. He's yeah. a dick. He's a cunt. Yeah. Um, and George Siegel yeah. from the greatest movie ever. Well, second grade. There's Cocktail and then there's Look Who's Talking. There you go. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Pat Oswalt does the voice of the grown-up Adam Goldberg. But the greatest thing about the show is that it's really well casted. And the, the kid characters, whose names I can't recall because they're new. Yeah. Um, but it's casted so well. Uh, Flo. Cast. The, cast. So what did I say? You said casted. I didn't mean to say that. You're the editor of a digital magazine, and you said casted? Well, we'll edit this. No. There's typos, and we edit it later. I'm leaving it in. We'll fix it in post. All right. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a show about the <laughs> the eighties and early nineties. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's written, it's created and written by Adam F. Goldberg, who, and he uses the real names and real people. And at the end of the show, he'll like dedicate it to Don Hall, like if yeah, that was yeah, a character, yeah, yeah. and then he'll like show video footage the of the actual person. people. Yeah. Which is just, it's really cool. It's, it's fun. It's sweet, and it's a really, really funny show. All right. Good, good. That's it. I think that's a good recommendation. My first one is a watch. And it's not a great watch. I'm not going to recommend, there's only, I think there's only like, I think it's only one season long, and it's only, I think there's ten episodes. I can't remember. But uh, who wants to be a superhero? You remember this? Yeah. Stan Lee. Uh-huh. It's Stan Lee. It's a, it's a reality TV show, yes. 11, like, yes. dorks. Like, 11 oh, dorks yeah. who have to create their own superhero alter uh-huh. ego in this competition. And Stan Lee's the judge, and he's very hopeful. And it's like he treats all of these fucking weirdos who have auditioned for this reality TV show, and they come up with the worst superhero ideas. But he treats them... You know, like he's training them to be superheroes. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like I said, it's not the greatest uh, show I've ever yeah. seen. But if you're remembering Stan Lee, there's something beautiful about yeah. the idea that he really believed in this idea. And the show itself True is... believers. It's dorky, yeah. but it's actually quite lovely when you think about it. And there was always like this postscript with Stan Lee talking mm-hmm. about sort of the ideals behind what he thought were great superheroes. And I just, I, I, I watched a couple episodes the other day when he died, and I went, you know, that's how I like Stan Lee. He was really inspirational in that way. Yeah. So who wants to be a superhero? You can find it on Amazon Prime Video. So I'm going to break the Uh-oh. tradition here Uh-oh. Um, and the, the format here for just a second. Um, first of all, if you if you want another Stan Lee uh, fix, yeah. Go back and find the old Spider-Man and Friends cartoon. Yep, yep. Where he narrates the beginning and the end. Narrates the beginning and the end. That warms because as a little kid, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful. Um, And then the second thing I'm going to do to fuck this up is real quickly, (laughs) just real quickly. If you could have any superpower of like a Marvel character, yeah, whose powers or power would you pick? Wolverine. Okay. And the thing is, his power is not the adamantium adamantium clause. It's the healing. Right. Yeah, it'd be Wolverine. See, and I'm asking myself that question now. I go back and forth all the time, because I think about this all the fucking... Seriously, I think about this a lot. As often as I have the final countdown playing in my head, which is often. Do-do-do-do. Yeah. It's either Wolverine. Yeah. And he's got the heightened senses, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So, yeah, either Wolverine or Magneto. That's a badass. Yeah. Because Magneto can do a lot of fucking shit. Well, metal is in everything. So, yeah, yeah. He can control the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the Earth's magnetic. I mean, that's... Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. There you go. Sorry. All right. (laughs) So, what's your second thing? Oh, so my second thing is... uh, It's a do. Uh, It's specific for Thanksgiving. Okay. So, then save it for the next... But no, because as... We listen to this. We no, won't... this one drops uh, November. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You, are, so, you are a thousand percent yeah, correct. Yeah, so Thanksgiving is this week. Yes, it is. Um, avoid social media on Thursday, not the whole Just holiday. on the 22nd, yeah. Just yeah. on the 22nd. Just stay off social Except media. Except for this podcast. Well, this podcast is coming later. It's not coming on Thursday. Or Literate Ape. Or Literate 
Yeah, just social media. You okay, can social media. Okay, got it, got be it. There, but avoid Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, fucking Snapchat, whatever the fuck else is yeah. out there. I don't... And be present. Like, read your news. Read your or be bored. Just be bored. Just, Why yeah, not? Just be... Like, look at okay. the people. Just... That's it. All right. That's all. That's good. My number two is a listen. It is the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Damn. And it's a good... that existed. The okay. thing is, it's a good podcast. Um, it really, it is. It's a group of people. They have different people all the time, but it is discussion. It's news, insight, what's going on with Marvel Studios, what's going on with the comics. Um, but it's mostly about the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really good. It's you know, it's got a lot of little like theories about Thanos mm-hmm. and theories about Guardians of the Galaxy and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a really good. Is it like informed theories or is it fan theories? Like, no, it's Thanos is gonna be gay in this. You know, well, it's, it's <laughs> a little. The thing is, it's a little bit of both. They okay. they explore they explore some of like the outlandish shit, but yeah. they also really dive deep into, like, I mean, one of the best ones I heard, and it's a long one, is what was Doctor Strange's plan. In the last Avengers movie, they're trying to figure it out, and so they're using comic books from year like 20, mm-hmm. 40 years ago yeah. to kind of find out what his plan. It's really well, That's it's cool. it's, it's yeah. a super good podcast, and it's a lot of fun. And if you like Marvel, yeah, and uh, you know, then that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And then my third thing to do is buy my book. Yes, buy please, the last buy DJ. The book, yeah. You can find it on Amazon, um, and it is uh, very affordable, and it's a good read. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good read. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't, well, that's the thing is I didn't buy it, so my review, well, you gave me, you gave me, well, actually, Dana bought it, but we didn't buy it through Amazon, we bought it in person, which yeah. means that I'm not a verified buyer on Amazon, Yeah. but I will write a review. Yeah, and that's the other thing, please write a review. Yeah, write a what fucking review about it if you read it. And then my last thing is a read that's not your book, it is on longreads.com, it is entitled Stanley, you see a theme? 1922 to 2018. It is posted by Mike Dang. It's not written. He has an introduction. It is. It's 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 a, a, a Nat Friedland profile of Stan Lee, written for the New York Herald Tribune in 1966. Hmm. And it is him. It's Stan Lee basically going, "Wow, we're number two in comics." Yeah. Wow. And I never thought we could ever be this popular and how much fun this shit is. Yeah. It is a real, it, it, it captures the joy of Stan Lee he, that what, never fucking went away. Yeah. That he never went away. And, and what's fun about it is, is it's not text. It's not like typed out text. Uh-huh. It is actually screenshots of the actual newspaper. And it's got, oh, wow. it's got okay. drawings in the margins That's and it's, cool. it's yeah. a great piece. Longreads.com, Stanley, nineteen twenty-two to twenty eighteen, posted by Mike Dang, the Nat Friedland profile of Stanley in New York Herald Tribune in nineteen sixty-six. Love that shit. And that does it. Yep. For this episode, so thanks for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And, yeah. Yeah. Eat a lot of food. Um, don't or eat as much. Don't as you don't want. go find any natives and give them smallpox blankets because we already did that and it was kind of a shitty thing to do. Can we call them natives? I don't know what we call people anymore. I don't know. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. 
more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 